Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Yeah, Father God, we just want to um, thank you for this man of God. We thank you, God, for the wisdom that you have imparted into him. We thank you that he is a, a man after your own heart, a man who seeks your face, God, a man of the word. And we just pray right now, God, your fresh anointing to come upon him. I pray, God, that every word that he speaks would be from your lips, God. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would soften our hearts, that we would be receptive to whatever it is that you want to challenge us with. And speak into our lives this morning. We just pray that you would um, correct and rebuke us. Would you train us in righteousness? Would you shape and mold us into your image, Jesus, as we open up your word together this morning? We pray that you'd be with Phil as he speaks and pours it down this morning. Would you bless him and speak through him? And would you just minister to both our church um, families across Lurgan and pour it down this morning? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Good, good to be together as always. Listen, Robbie's, Robbie's already noted it and mentioned it, but it's one of those ones where we're here. This, it's, it's hard to believe this is our final session on presents. We've been on this, what, for about the last two, three months. We're now into the Christmas mode, the Christmas swing, but it's one of those ones where you come to talk about it again this morning, you can't help but notice and note his presence with us so deeply this morning. And... Um, I have, I have a lot of different notes that I've, I've down here. We're going to just see what way the Holy Spirit flows this. Don't worry, I have some thoughts, right? This isn't me just winging it. Um, but I just, I, I want to be attentive to him this morning and to his voice and to his leading. And so if I end up skipping through a few slides, just bear with me, will you, uh, as we go through this. You know where we've been in our series this morning, I just, in my head and my heart, I just feel I would, I would love to just almost just reflect just for a couple of minutes, just over these last few months, just some of the main leading. And I have a couple of thoughts just as we lead forward from this place. This, like if this is our, our last word on this series, I have a couple of thoughts. But primarily at the end, I have, there, there's one passage at the very end that I want to get us to that I feel like just is our closing remark and thought just what the Lord would speak this morning and I feel what he's calling us to as well but you know where we've been um, with with the series of presence um, and and one of the words that we've spoken so heavily with this is that God always has and always will desire to make himself manifest I've loved this thought he always has and he always will desire to make, this word manifest means he just desires to make himself known this morning. This is why there's been an increased sense of his presence because he desires to make himself known to everyone in this room this morning. He desires to be present with us. And, uh, and over the series, we looked about how in the heart of a father, as a father desires to lead us as his people and desires to lead us as his children. One of the passages which I touched on, I think it was about week six in our series, was just this picture of actually as he led them, like the level of detail that God goes into with his children about this one thing. He doesn't go into as much detail in any other time in their journeys through the wilderness. And yet he gives them specifically the specific details about what it is to presence and center yourself around his presence. What it is to center yourself. So this is them as they camped. And even as they marched, they had to march in this order as well. But as they camped, this is what it was. The 12 tribes, or 12 tribes, 12 tribes of Israel camped around the outside. There you can see them. And there in the very center was the tabernacle, which spoke of the presence of God. 
There was the pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of, cloud, pillar of fire by night, which spoke of his presence. And yet they were told intentionally to, to position themselves to position themselves so that they could, their gaze and their attention and their focus was on his presence as they came out of their very tents in the mornings. The first thing that they saw was his presence. They, daily as they sat and as they got around their business, the center there, the very center of who they were was the tabernacle, the presence of God. God was leading and guiding his people. The presence of God, you see, it isn't just a feeling. The children of Israel realized that it was more than just a feeling. They had to be attentive and to learn what it was to follow it. See, the pillar of cloud would move and they had to be ready to flow. And this, this I feel, is crucial for us to take away from this. Your posture has a direct correlation with your level of encounter. Your posture, how you position yourself towards God, and we're going to finish with this this morning, but your posture has a direct correlation with your level of encounter. We're going to see that God wants to turn up today just in the ordinary, everyday parts of our lives. God is present in those. But with the level of encounter, how we experience, how we feel that we know him and, uh, and have felt him move amongst us, your level of encounter, there's a direct correlation with this, with your posture, with your hunger. And as we're going to finish today to see, even with our level of holiness and as God leads us and calls us as his people, we, uh, we explore, we explore, um, we journeyed further and we looked even in the life of Jesus as Jesus, as he had to structure his life, which is why over the last number of weeks we looked at these disciplines that Jesus had, the intentionality of Jesus' life. He had to order his life. He had to structure his life in such a way so that he could intentionally, same way as the children of Israel were taught by the Father, the Father teaches his own son what it is to order and to structure his life so that he could intentionally posture himself towards the present. But at the end of the series, right, this and if I'm being honest, it feels like a very old man. I am getting quite old, aren't I? But I feel like it's a very old man sort of question to be asked. But over the last two weeks, I found myself asking the same question like three or four times. And it's quite strange that I would ask us. But it's this question. After, after the back of all the stuff that we've learned about the presence of God, this is the question I'm left with. To what end? <laughs> right? To what end? I, I have found myself actually ask this question three or four times over the last couple of weeks. I have had the absolute privilege. Um, there's several people within our church family who are training and going through a training course at the moment about being spiritual director. Spiritual direction is just an amazing uh, opportunity for people to sit. It almost feels like a counseling session, but it's much more than that. It's an opportunity and a space for us to intentionally sit in the presence of God and to have people who are there with us to help to help lead us, to help reflect back to us some of what we're hearing God speak to us in those moments. And Maureen Ross, one of our uh, one of our elders in church, she is training along with some of the other guys as well. And she's asked she asked me a few weeks ago if I would be almost now. This this is a picture that I almost felt was an opportunity for me. So this is me. I'm Maureen's guinea pig, right? And uh, Maureen asked, I'm going to take this picture off because it looks a bit rare. But this this is what it was. But in in this in this moment, Maureen said, "Dave, listen, I need to practice in someone. Would you be up?" And I see Claire here as well, who's doing it too and practicing on other people. She said, "Would you be willing to come?" And to be honest, these I've only had a couple of sessions, but the. Those moments when I've sat actually posturing and positioning, intentionally having someone to help you in that moment, I, I don't think I have cried as much 
in a long time as I've listened to what the Father had to say to me. In those moments, I don't think that I have um, felt him speak as much, as clearly. And yet in that, and this is one of those questions I asked as well, I felt myself saying, oh, I feel the Lord's leading me in this, leading me to think this, but I don't know to what end. I feel that the Lord's saying this, but I don't know to, to what end. You see, with the presence of God, and this is just my, one of my first two rambling points, and then we're going to get into scripture passage. There's some scripture that goes along with this as well, don't worry. Well, one of the first things that we see, to what end? You see, with the presence of God, there's always a product or result of his presence. There's always a result of his presence with us. You should be expectant daily. There's always a result when God presences himself with us in small ways or in big ways. There's always a result for us to hold and to take with us as we go through this. You know, sometimes if I'm being honest, I, I feel, and perhaps you might feel the same, but I feel that I miss some of those moments that God wants to presence himself with me because more than often, God and his presence comes and it turns up in the small or in the normal. I think that often we, when we think about the presence of God, we're like thinking, wow, the amazing, the big. We're going to look about that. He does turn up in that as well. But yet more than often, how God will presence himself with you will be in this, in small ways. And what feels like normal ways, Joanne, last week she referenced this verse in 1 Kings 19, and this is how God comes and turns up to Elijah, and he says this in 1 Kings 19, the Lord said to Elijah, go and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains, or tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, because God was in the whisper, he pulled his cloak over his face, and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? God comes and while Elijah might have been expecting it in some of these big ways, he turns up in this whisper. I wonder, I wonder what are some of the whisper moments which we miss because we only think that God turns up in the big. What are some of the ways that God almost wants to come and in those whisper type of moments and encounters that he desires for you to experience daily? Listen, there are frequent moments throughout our days that God wants to, us to experience his presence. Remember we said this, he is always with us. His presence is never away from us. And yet I wonder in the normal every day, even in what feels like the mundane, how we miss the moments that God is presencing himself with us and making himself known. Even when we think about the season that we're in at the moment with the Christmas story, with the story about Jesus and as he comes, you know, many of the Jewish people, they disregard the fact that Jesus was the Messiah and much of why they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah is because they believed that if the Messiah was coming, was going to presence himself in that way, it was going to come in big ways. The Messiah was going to be someone who would come and would come in power. The Messiah was going to be a leader who would come and would totally eradicate the enemies. The Messiah who would come and would completely lead the people in power in that way. And yet as Jesus comes and at the Christmas story, which we're about to step into, Jesus comes and he firstly comes as a baby. Sign of weakness, surely, 
That's not what a Messiah should be like. He comes from Bethlehem. Even as Rick led us in prayer, you know, much of what you know, learn about Bethlehem and the absolute disdain. Many people believe it about this town. Many people speak with absolute disdain about this place. And yet Jesus turned up. Presence is himself and is born in this town. And Jesus is with us. This is why our prayers are for this place. This is why we believe the Lord wants to rewrite the story and the narrative that Rick has led us in this morning. But many people, and even for the Jewish people, when they heard that the, the Messiah couldn't have come from Bethlehem. He couldn't have been born there. And even with Jesus' ways. Jesus' ways as he comes, and what we learn about Jesus was that he was coming, and he spoke about shalom and about peace, not really about power. He spoke about enemy love, not enemy destruction, and the Jews weren't liking that. This surely isn't the way that Messiah should presence himself, and how God chooses to presence himself with us and make himself known to us can often feel totally unexpected or off, sometimes in our minds insignificant and yet he still turns up to make himself known even as the Holy Spirit presences himself with you in our in our lives the fruit the result of the Spirit being present with you are these words love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control you see what you're experiencing as God presences himself maybe you're feeling a sense of joy or sense of peace, and we can put it down to many other things, and yet it's his presence. It's his presence with us. God turns up in these what often feels like normal ways, and yet day and daily we don't equate it. God, this is you with me. We don't give thanks for the moments that we feel peace, for the moments that we feel joy that Robbie led us towards the end, those moments when we experience love, even when we don't shouldn't feel like it. We, don't, we need to give thanks to the Lord because his presence is with us in those moments. Again, we often feel what often can feel like normal. We need to recognize and attribute to him. And yet, there are times we're going to see God does turn up in miraculous and big ways. Let me just ask this question before I move past this. What are some of the smaller ways let me just leave a second for this. But what are some of the smaller ways that perhaps you would recognize? The ordinary ways that you've experienced God in your life, even this past week. Right, let's not go into long history of this, but even this past week, what are some of the smaller, feels like normal ways that you've experienced God this week? Just take a moment just to reflect on this. Close your eyes if you want to. Often what can happen is that for many of you, some of you in the room, perhaps this week has been tough. And those are the moments that sometimes it can cause us to doubt God with us. What you need to hear and to know, he is with you. More than ever, he is with you in those moments. In the good and the bad, he is with you. His presence is with us. And what we see is that 
he turns up not just in the smaller normal, but he turns up in the big or the miraculous as well. Listen to these, these words um, we read in Exodus chapter 40. It says this, Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled, filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The scriptures are just lettered with verses about how the glory of God comes in these big ways. And one of the phrases, one of the terms that's used in the Old Testament is around this, the Shekinah glory of God. It's a visible manifestation of God on earth. Sometimes God will turn up in these big and elaborate ways, often when the people are together in congregational almost settings. And yet often God will turn up. But here's, let me just reflect just on this. Here's a story that happened for me just this week. On Friday, I was, I was putting Rose to bed. It was Laura's turn with Josiah. We usually try to take turns. And as I was lying with Rose, she asked, she asked me this question, and it kind of took me a bit off guard. And I think, to be honest, she asked me this question because she knew that this would be a bit of a delaying tactic for her. <laughs> so she didn't have, anyone ever get those moments? Yeah. And she asked me this question. She says, Daddy, how do we know that God's really real? Who? <laughs> That's a big question. So I was pulling up my sleeves, you know, ready to come up with all of these theological answers. And I ended up, I started telling her, you know, it's like, Pat, I, I know that God's real. And I started telling her about these amazing moments, you know, I've, I've experienced God move in healing in my own life and in other people's life. I even, I even, I even started to tell her about moments that I've been experienced in deliverance ministry and about how God, and I realized it's 10 o'clock at night. She's an 11-year-old girl. She's not going to sleep as I tell her about these things. And yet, isn't it strange that in these moments, when my daughter, he genuinely is asking me, Daddy, how do you know God's real? All I could think about was the only important thing to tell her was about the big things. And yet, my honest answer to her would have been, Darling, I know he loves me. I... I have sensed his joy in my life when I shouldn't have joy. I know God is real because I feel him with me. I witness him in those moments. You see, with his presence, let's not neglect or turn our attention away from the small times and what feels like the ordinary times. God is with us day and daily, day and daily, day and daily. Jesus has promised these words, I will be with you to the very end of the age. If you feel isolated and you feel alone, you need to know he is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. This is the promise that we can stand on of Jesus. He is with us. And what we need to therefore in our, own, in our very own lives, we need to be asking ourselves again, how do we start to pay attention? How do we start to clue in to the fact and tune in to the fact that he is always with us in what feels like the big and the small? I'm going to just skip past some of this. Yeah, I should say this. Your faithfulness in the normal leads to increased moments with the miraculous. The miraculous and the big is available. But I feel it's important that we pay attention to those normal moments. Don't be so, like... Don't be so given to like, oh, I just chasing after the big things that we miss. Your faithfulness in the normal, and I'm going to repeat that at the end, but your faithfulness in the normal leads to increased moments with the miraculous. 
your faithfulness. And we're going to talk about this at the very end. You see, this is where it comes to the idea of practicing the presence. We're going to just skip through a couple of this just for time's sake. Robbie's already said, you know, in this season of Advent, it comes from this Latin word, Adventus, and it means coming. It's a season of preparation, but this is what it means. The idea of practicing the presence is how we actually prepare ourselves to hear God in what feels like the small, what can feel like the ordinary moments of lives. Advent is something that has been lost on us as much more than calendars, thankfully, and chocolates. It is this moment of God coming and the regularity of reality. And I just wanted to say, you know, there's different ways which we're trying to help resource you so that as a church family, we can stay clued into what it is to practice the presence. Even when it came to these disciplines, we're not just teaching on it. We want to help resource it. One of the things I wanted to mention just for you to pay attention to around the second one in the last study, one of the ways which we have tried to intentionally resource you and support you as a church family is through Phil's devotions. Over the years, Phil, every morning, many of you know, will have a video that goes up. There's a reading plan that goes with it. But we want, I guess if I'm being honest, we want to try and frame this in such a way that it feels accessible and doable to people. One of the things that can so often happen is if someone starts a reading plan and they miss a, two, a day or two days, but they think, well, depart with it. I've not, now not missed four chapters that first day. I've now missed eight chapters. I, I just can't do this. Anyone ever feel that way? No? What a holy church. Manuel, you are. Great. That's just me. And, um, and so what we want to do is we want to try and make this more accessible. So coming from the new year, right, coming from the new year, Phil's devotion, we're going to be splitting it. We're streamlining it. It's going to be over three years. It's one chapter a day. Right, we're going back to what he had originally wrote it to be. It's one chapter a day. We are making this accessible. There's a message that's going out every morning this week. We will email it as well. But to everybody who's following them online and Facebook and everything, this is all just going to be driven through the app the way we're structuring it. There's going to be just one chapter that you'll read. There'll be a written text of devotion from Phil. And there'll also be an audio version that you can listen to. We will pepper that throughout the year with different videos just periodically that we will release. But this is how we're just going to intentionally just move it forward. There's other great resources when it comes to practicing the presence. And then I want to get into my verse, right? But verse for other key resources like in terms of practicing the presence of God in the spiritual disciplines Richard Foster his book Celebration of Discipline Dallas Willard the spirit of the disciplines John Mark Comer I absolutely love his books coming out in January if it pre-ordered I can't wait for this one um, but this one's about practicing the way. We have lots of resources even on the app itself from John Mark Comer that you can look in the resource section just to say we want to help you this idea of the presence of God we need to practice the presence it needs to become a regular practice, a regular f focus and intentionality of our lives. And so with this, we just say we're here as a church to support you. <laughs> Don't be feeling that if you struggle with these things, you have to journey alone. We want to help support you and be with you in these ways. And there's lots of these tools and resources that are there for you. Let me just say this as we close. As we draw this to a close today. And to this, I want you to turn to Ezekiel chapter 43, will you? I've, um, just 10 minutes, all right? I, this week, I was saying that direct during the week, it just felt like I really wasn't getting anything this week, but all week, I've just, as I've been in and out of different bits and pieces of planning for this, I just kept, there was a, two or three times my attention drew to this passage. And what I ended up doing, I ended up studying Ezekiel quite a bit. <laughs> Ended up these last couple of days particularly going into a lot of study on Ezekiel. The context of the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 
um, is a priest. He's been carried into exile. He's there with the children of Israel in exile in Babylon. Uh, and he gets visions from the Lord. And at the end of chapter 11, what we see in chapter 11 in the book of Ezekiel is that the, the vision that Ezekiel starts to paint, the picture of is one that starts to paint a picture of hope for them in, in exile, hope that, uh, that there was for Israel, hope that there was for all of creation. But at the end of Ezekiel, in the last number of chapters, it speaks of a vision of a new temple, right? And this is where this starts to grip my attention, the temple, which speaks of presence. And in this, as we get to the latter chapters of the book of Ezekiel, as it starts to speak about how God wants to refresh and to renew his presence with his people. This was the hope that lay ahead and the hope that was declared to the children of Israel. We see that God always desires to be present with his people, but in the middle of the vision that unfolds, in, sorry, in chapter 43, in the middle of it, God, there's something specifically that he speaks. Let's start reading this this morning. Ezekiel 43, after this, the man brought me back around to the east gateway. Suddenly, the glory of the God of Israel appeared from the east. The sound of his coming was like a roar of rushing waters. and The whole landscape shone with his glory. The vision was just like the others I had seen, first by the Kabar River, and then when he came to destroy Jerusalem. I fell face down on the ground, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple through the east gateway. There's this picture, obviously, we realize that um, the sun, like the, the imagery of this, we know this, the sun always rises in the east. And what happens with this is that the glory of the Lord, as it starts to return, it comes through the east gateway. In this new moment, in this new day, and in this new dawn, the presence of God is returning. And this is the promise of the Lord. The Lord is refreshing and restoring his presence with his people. It's something that you need to hold on to even in your own life. Is that daily, daily God wants to renew and to refresh his presence. As it enters through the east, as the sun would rise. From the rising of the sun as he desires to re renew and to refresh his presence. And we see just other imagery there like the signs. And so what we get in this, even as we engage with the presence, is stuff that we'll sense as we see, stuff that we hear, stuff that we feel. We hear Elijah says the signs of rushing waters that would come. And yet, as we get to this, and this is, even again, this word Advent and this vision and the call to Advent, and this vision that Elijah ultimately has is a vision to prepare. God has this picture of a preferred future to the children of Israel, but to us as his followers of, of the presence that he desires to have. And the call to the children of Israel was to prepare themselves. But, and this is where I just really wanted to get to, there's just one verse. And this one verse, I have not been able to stop reading these last few days. I just keep coming back to it time and time and time and time again. Guys, if we want to seek the presence of God, if we want to be a people who are given to him and will encounter his presence, here's, here's just really simply, God is a father wanting to make this really simple to us as his children. This is what he says in verse 12. And this is the basic law of the temple. Absolute holiness. Like three months of a series, God says, actually, it's pretty basic. <laughs> this is the basic law. If you want to know what it is to step into increased measure of presence and encounter with God, it's this. Absolute holiness. 
I have no notes written on this. <laughs> I don't have anything to say out of my own strength with this. I just want this verse to linger with us. This is the call of God to us. Emmanuel, this is the call of God to us as a church as we step into a new season and even as we close out a year and start into a new year what lies ahead. You need to hear this, that the desire of God is for you to experience him, his manifest presence. He desires to manifest himself to you to you, not just to me, but to you, to all of us individually. God desires to make his presence manifest with us. But yet one of the things that we need to realize is that as believers and as the church, we are called to live lives that are set apart, lives that are devoted wholly unto him, lives that are given to him. And what that means is that regardless of your age, regardless of your background, that means that you're living lives that are intentionally saying, God, I want to follow you. God, I realize that this is hard even when it means that I have to live in a different way and set a different standard. Even in front of my friends, I see some of the younger people here in the room this morning. I mean, I know that sometimes the struggle and the hardness that that can mean for us when it means we've got to feel different to other people. And yet, as we step into this level of holiness and separation onto God, living lives that are given to Him, you can be expectant that His presence is going to be with you, that you will experience Him in increased ways. And this is the gift that God has has for us. I remember that the beginning of this series, the word that Tash brought was from Wethea when we talked about presence and she said, mommy, great, I love presence. And the reality was, and there's this idea of the joy that there is for us to experience the present that God has for us with his presence and the way that we get to experience it more and more and more is through this absolute holiness. For some of you in the room this morning that you're living in a life that just feels like it is caught in measures of addiction to different areas of your life, sexual purity. Lives have been given even in relationship and in other ways. You need to know that one of the things that the Lord is calling you to this morning is to live a life that is separate unto him. And to experience his presence. You can guarantee that for those that would live a life, listen, his presence is here. Let me say this. There's a difference in the Bible between justification and sanctification. The moment that you're saved, you're declared holy by God. That's what allows you to be in relationship. But yet the expectation and the call of God is for you to live a holy life. That your lifestyle would be holy unto God. Separate unto the Lord. Given unto Him. And for some of you in the room this morning, this you need to hear is the call to return to the Lord. To give yourself once again to him. For some of you in the room who have never stepped into relationship with him, this is what you need to hear. His desire is for you and for all of you. For you to experience him in increasing ways. And, and I just feel that this, and I had one picture and so I looked it up and he's here in the room. It was this. I remember it was an old picture we used to have along the wall. That's Harry. And this we used to have as our practices along the wall, there was this one, prioritizing the presence. Listen, if we really, 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 really want to be a people that live into this, it can either be a nice wee series that we just leave and it's done. Or we can really prioritize this. Steve, do you want to come and just even, I don't think we're going to sing. Let's just strum. Prayer ministry team, if you want to come as well, it would be great. Just for time's sake, I hear the kids kicking off next door. And so don't let the, the kids team pulling their hair out by the time we finish. But this, this is the picture that I feel for us as we close. 
what it is to prioritize his presence. That we would truly be a people. Emmanuel, this is the call of the Lord upon us as a church family. That we really truly would be a people that would be set apart for him. That we really truly would be a people that would be given to him. And that we would be a people that would be expectant that as we do that, that we would experience more and more and more and more and more of his presence in the small But here's the thing for me. I'm expecting that we will encounter more of his presence in bigger ways. And this is why, can I say this? This is why the guys are here. This is why we believe in prayer ministry. We believe that actually some of the ways that you can experience that is by as people pray for you, as you can encounter God, you can encounter God in worship, but by the laying on of hands, you can encounter God in these ways. All as a people who would prioritize his presence. Would you stand with me a second? Again, I have no notes written on how to conclude this. (laughs) And that's okay. this moment I just feel that there's there's a we, we would love we would love to pray for anything in the room this morning if you need um, if you need healing this morning we would love to pray for you if you love a fresh touch and a fresh encounter of the Lord this morning by his spirit we'd love to pray with you if there's anything particularly just around this area of a life of holiness if there's areas in your life that are a struggle for you to live that life of separation and devotion unto the Lord this morning it just feels like it's been a struggle it's had a hold over you we would love to just pray for breakthrough over your life this morning whatever that looks like whatever I'm not even going to name things because whatever it looks like for you whatever has felt has taken a hold of you this morning I need you to hear that in the room because of the presence of the Lord there's freedom for you there's freedom for you to step into if you would step into it with us. So we would love to pray. Steve's just going to just sing just a verse and a chorus. This is, this is one of my favorite songs from years and years ago. But this is the beautiful picture of, again, the presence welcomed into the courts of the king. The response that it can mean for us often is that we just fall face down before him. Why don't we just allow, you can sing with this, allow the words just to just wash over us this morning. But Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, I just pray now that as we worship, I just pray that you would move over individual hearts and lives. I pray that this would be a moment of release and of breakthrough for some people in the room this morning. I pray that for those who have walked in, God, with almost what feels like a weight and a hold over their life, God, I pray that they wouldn't walk out with it. The book of Ezekiel talks about this, actually this beautiful picture that those who walk in from the, from the south, they leave by the north. Those who enter by the north, they leave by the south. As you have entered this morning, the Father doesn't want you to leave the same way. His desires for you to leave changed. So God, I just pray, Lord, that as people would even respond to this. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would presence yourself in big ways, but in small ways. Thank you, God, that you're always with us. 
Thank you, your presence is always with us. Even as we head into the busyness of these Christmas moments, God, in this Christmas season, your presence is with us. Emmanuel, God, with us. We worship you now. We worship you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk